Hey, Dr. Mike here. So have you heard of ergothionine? It's probably something you should be taking. Stay tuned to find out why. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. Hey, Dr. Mike here. Welcome to Live Foreverish. I'm with my co-host, Dr. Crystal Gossert. Welcome. Hello. How are you? So, I'm good. I'm doing well. Uh, ergothionine. How many people you think have heard of it? Not many. Yeah. I Not many so. at all. I yeah. mean, unless you, that you, most people hear about things that hit mainstream media. You know, they, yeah. they see it on the news. They see it in the newspaper. Do people read I, newspapers? <laughs> yeah, I, well, online now, maybe. Right. <laughs> I mean, but I, I, it hasn't really gained that type of attention yet. I didn't, I've never heard of it. Did you right. hear about it until we started talking about it? I mean, I didn't hear about it. No. Yeah. No. Ergothionine. So, you know, it's an interesting um, compound, right? So it's kind of listed as, well, it is an amino acid, right? But people right. are also kind of calling it a vitamin. So it's a little weird. Give us just the real quick, high level summary of why we're talking about ergothionine. Whoa, real quick, high level, yeah, Dr. Mike. High level, just like, so we, so people can realize, oh, I need to listen to this. Well, number one, we do know that, um, that it's found in almost every cell of the body. We do know that recently a transporter was discovered um, that transports this into cells and also it's getting into the mitochondria the powerhouse of the cell um so and that is very unusual to yeah. find something mm -hmm. that is not made in the body but the body has a transporter for it so well, that's kind of you know a unique finding so so having a transporter means you're probably pretty important <laughs> i would like, say so right it's like you have your own you have your own chauffeur Right? You have your own chauffeur. You, you come out of the airplane, out of the airport, you got your own car waiting. That's that like, your, that's, that's big people. Big time. Yes. <laughs> so that's why, that's why this could be important. But why now, Dr. Crystal? Like why, why ergothionine? Why are we talking about it today? Why didn't we talk about it 10 years ago, 15 years ago? Because I, I just read it's been, a, it's been known for over a century. Yes. Well, previously, um, the researchers just didn't really have a way to, to make it commercially available um, due to cost. Um, just kind of finding a way to extract it and synthesize it. Um, and so now we, we have um, the seal of approval from the FDA that it's generally recognized as safe. <laughs> uh, so we do have that research now and there's a new fermentation method that is making it, you know, just available and affordable for everyday people. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it too. Sometimes there, there are a lot of great things out there we might want to supplement with or start thinking about, but they're not easy, necessarily easy to formulate, you know, right. easy to store. And so, so, you know, product, but maybe this is a podcast someday, Dr. Crystal is just the whole product manufacturing process, right? Like so people understand it better, but it's not just the raw ergothionine. It has to be stable. It has to last on your shelf. It has to go through safety. I mean, there's just a lot of steps there. So, but, so it's gone through all that. Yes. It's looking good. It's got its, its, its seal of safety stamped on it now. Right. Mm -hmm. And so people are really interested 
in this, a, a really famous, um, renowned biochemist, Bruce Ames. Some of our listeners may even know him, called it the longevity vitamin, right? Yes. And it's based on this uh, triage theory, which makes it not just a typical vitamin. Most of our vitamins out there, we do know that if you are deficient in that vitamin, there is a correlating disease associated with that deficiency. Vitamin C, most people know that scurvy is the disease due to a deficiency in vitamin C, right? Um, But when you look at longevity, this I guess, idea of a longevity vitamin in which we are kind of classifying classifying this ergothionine is that maybe there's no immediate uh, disease associated with this deficiency. However, long-term, not having it long-term can increase your risk for future diseases, shorten lifespan. Um, So you still want to have an adequate supply of that nutrient. Yeah. So it's not like the traditional, like vitamin C, great example, right? So you're low in vitamin C and you're, there's diseases of deficiency for vitamin C. Like that can, that can develop pretty quick. Right. Right. You know, if you're, if you're low, it, that's not how this is playing out, right? This is not something where if it's low, you necessarily get some sort of deficiency of, uh, you know, disease of deficiency. Instead, it's really about long-term effects of something like ergothionine. And we're starting to learn how important it really is to sell protection, right? Yes, absolutely. We do know that um, it's, and I'm hesitant to say this, Dr. Mike, because um, it's an antioxidant. And I don't want people to think, oh, another antioxidant. Oh, yeah, another, oh, I've heard that a thousand times before. Right. Um, it, it's just so much more um, than that. It's, it's cytoprotectant. And we do know that um, in tissues where where there's a lot of oxidative damage, like your your liver, the kidneys, red blood cells, you see it really accumulating in those tissues. And the body retains it. That's the other piece that um, it's not just this transporter that's getting it into the tissue. It's we hold on to it. Yeah. Which is a really interesting idea as yeah, well. Yeah, because the cell likes it, right? right. <laughs> I, don't want to get, I don't want to lose this thing. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Sometimes when you the minute you say it's an antioxidant, people kind of nowadays shut off a little bit. Well, another mm-hmm. antioxidant. Whatever. But I, I think that's an important point, though, that you make. You know, we live not, not only just living, even if you lived in a perfect environment, right, Dr. Crystal, mm-hmm. your even, metabolism itself is oxidative. Right. Yes. Oxidation is not good. It's how rust forms on iron. I mean, it's not good. You don't want rusty arteries. You don't want rusty brain. And even if you lived in a bubble, just by the food you eat, the even the pure air you were breathing, you're still going to have some oxidation. But at take away the bubble. <laughs> no. Right. And just put ourselves right in South Florida, right in the middle, right between Fort Lauderdale, Miami and cars and exhaustion and stress and I-95. All of that is just adding to our oxidation. Right. Very true. And then we're also seeing that it protects against um, oxidative damage due to heavy metal exposure. And it's upregulating your antioxidant proteins. So it is an antioxidant and then it upregulates more antioxidant pathways in the body. It's like it's recruiting them, right? Bringing them forward, bringing them up to to fight. So it's an antioxidant 
Um, so that I, I think that's one of the the more established mechanisms for it. A lot of these other things, you know, you talk about telomeres. We, you know, we 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 talk about even even the upregulation of some of the other um, antioxidants. I mean, there's still a lot we're learning. Yes, about we this, are, right? Yes, we we definitely um, are learning more every day. Um, I think I sent you a graph looking at the number of studies. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's it's people are piling on right now, right? Right. Yeah. So you, I mean, I I would say, you know, in another few years it will be an everyday thing. I mean, yeah. people will well, know about it. Here's what we know. And I'm going to read just the, the list that you sent me here. So, 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 you know, er, again, ergothionine, as, as ultimately it's an amino acid. People are calling it a vitamin because we really don't get much from food, right? That's kind of the, the, the gist there. Um, and, you know, so supplementation is really important here. Uh, antioxidant has effects on cell protection. But here, here's what I want us, our, our audience to remember, okay? Mm-hmm. Here's what we know. Low levels of ergothionine are associated with mild cognitive impairment. Right. Low levels in the human eye lens is associated with cataract formation. Uh-huh. Right? Higher levels are associated with a lower risk of cardiometabolic disease, and that's independent of other risk factors. That's important, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then frequent mushroom intake is associated with decreased risk of prostate cancer. So that where if you, I'm assuming what you mean there is the mushroom that we find ergothionine in. Right, right? exactly. So it's, it's synthesized by most mushrooms. So if if you're not eating mushrooms every day, you're not getting any of this. You're not getting any of this. I mean, minuscule amounts in other foods, but you know, it's not made in in animals or plants. It's not synthesized in animals or plants. So, you know, you find it by um, synthesized from bacteria. Um, usually in the soil, and then the plants kind of uptake some of that. But it, the the mushrooms, it will be your main, um, I guess, dietary source. Yeah, yeah. Something most, that people... most people are not eating that much mushroom. Although I love mushrooms and maybe we can do some food demos with it someday on our live show. I don't know. Yes. Who knows? <laughs> but so, so yeah. So in, the, now what about, because, um, you know, Dr. Ames here, real famous guy is calling it the longevity vitamin. Uh, we know it has cell protective properties. And when the minute I always hear the, you know, the phrase cell protection, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think of the sirtuin genes, the cert oh, genes. Yeah. Do we, is there any evidence that maybe this is also helping to express those genes like in an epigenetic way? Have we seen that? Um, I haven't seen that, um, not in the research that I've looked at um, thus far, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we, we're, we're learning so much more about this every day. Um, and so, yes, we do know. It is cellular protective. Yeah. And and, and most in our experience, so we can't say it yet for ergothionine, but a lot of the other nutrients we classify as cell protecting or protecting, um, you know, pomegranate, um, resveratrol and the different types of the terpenes and stuff, you know, though they, they ultimately can affect gene expression of a lot of those genes that protect the cell. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it wouldn't be surprising at all down the line, right? Is if, if we have another epigenetic nutrient here affecting anti-aging genes. 
Yes. All I know is, uh, and I told you this, I'm convinced I need it. <laughs> which, which, you know, that, okay. I'm not surprised you need it. <laughs> well, I started thinking, I was like, when is the last time I have eaten a mushroom? And I told my husband, I was like, we need to add this to our shopping cart. I need some mushrooms and I need, I need them some now. mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I think, you know, if you're definitely so, so let's, let's bring the conversation then down to supplementation, right? Yes. Um, I, you know, at this point, I think if you're someone who is a longevity enthusiast, a supplement enthusiast like Dr. Crystal, this is something you probably do want to add to your list. Um, if you're someone who's more just about, and, and I could be wrong in all this, Dr. Chris, that's fine. But I think if you're someone who is more just into the foundational supplements, multivitamin, omegas, you know, maybe this is something you wait a little bit to see what more we find out down the line, especially if it starts to affect the anti-aging genes that changes the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? So, so everyday people, maybe not, but people who are really into supplementation probably should start right away. Yes, I think so. And and obviously it depends on your health goals, um, history, risk factors, all of that should be taken into consideration. But I, I agree, Dr. Mike, you can't skip over the foundation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, that's always my, you know, one of the things that I always worry about, um, especially with, you know, moderate supplement users, maybe new supplement users is, you know, maybe they build a nice little regimen. They got their multi, they got their omega, their CoQ10, their probiotics. And, and, and when we start introducing new things, a lot of times people start playing around with that foundation, right? And that's yeah, something we don't want to do. If, 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 if cost is an issue for you and if, if just taking more pills is an issue and you're young and you're overall healthy, stick with the foundation, I mean, that's, that's always good, good point, advice, Dr. right? That, that's always good advice. But, you know, if you're someone like Dr. Crystal, who's a little obsessive with supplements and stuff, and you just got to have it, go for it, right? Um, it may become part of our normal, like Dr. Crystal said, in a few years, it, it might be as normal as um, omegas or something, you know, who know we have to right. see where it all pans out. Where, where's the, what's the daily dose for this? Do we have, is that established well yet? Right now, we're looking at a five milligram dose, which is about equivalent to uh, two to five cups of white button mushroom. So, I don't think I'm going to eat that much mushroom. <laughs> that's a lot of mushroom. So, yeah, so about five milligrams is the dose shown to uh, reduce markers of oxidative damage um, as well as inflammation in one clinical study. Yeah. All right. So five milligrams a day. Yeah. I, for me, in summary, I think it's really interesting. I love the fact that we have found maybe a new um, cell protected nutrient that's always adding to the arsenal of of living forever-ish, right? That's right. I mean, more years, but good years, strong years. Hey, if you listen, reducing oxidative, I mean, at the end of the day, we, you know, Dr. Crystal said this is an antioxidant. Don't poo-poo that. That's very important. We live in an oxidated environment. Our bodies are oxidative. And if you want to live foreverish, strong, vibrant down the line, you can't rust. <laughs> you, have, you have to bring that stuff down. So anytime we hear of a powerful new antioxidant, that is still something to consider. Then you add to it, who knows, maybe down the line, it is going to be another one of the epigenetic nutrients affecting um, anti-aging genes. I actually think we're going to, I think that's where this is going, Dr. Crystal. 
All right. You heard it first. Dr. Mike, his prediction. You know, and I've only been wrong about a million times in my life. So hang you. I don't know if I bet any money yet, but. I'll bet on it, Dr. Mike. I've got your back. All right, Dr. Crystal, thank you so much. Great information. Don't forget uh, liveforeverish.com. Right on that site, tons of other uh, episodes you can uh, download. You can like, you can share, comment, and of course, subscribe so you never miss when we post a new show, which is every Monday and then a summary on Wednesday. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.